So now let's look at the key characteristics of strategic leaders. What are the key things that strategic leaders need? Okay. So number one, a strategic leader must see the end before the beginning. They must see how everything ends. So my idea for this is that before you start anything, you must think through it. You must analyze everything before you start it. You must ask yourself, what do I need? Who do I need? Why do I need to do this? How am I going to achieve this? You must ask yourself all these questions before you actually begin. So you must see the end before you begin as a strategic leader. This applies to anything. Uh, it applies to your finances. It applies to jobs. It applies to business. It applies to relationships. It applies, it applies to anything that you're doing. It even applies to school. If you're signing up for university, you've got to know uh, how uh, am, I, am I willing to go through this? Am I willing to go to the end of this? Uh, I've seen people who have enrolled in campuses and in courses, and then they dropped halfway. And some, uh, you know, dropped out of a whole degree and they had to restart again in, in future. So you have to strategically see the end before you begin. Number two, you must have visionary thinking. You will notice that I've mentioned thinking before. I think I mentioned it in the last, in the last lesson that we did. Thinking. And if you're able to do this, you can look at a few books on thinking and, and conceptualizing things. So you must have a visionary thinking. You, must need, you need to have that clear and that clarity and compelling vision for your future or for the organization's future. As a leader and as a strategic leader or a visionary thinker, you are able to envision possibilities and anticipate trends. Uh, always work with possibilities. Uh, there is this thing uh, of, about pessimists and there is nothing wrong with them, though sometimes there is everything that is wrong with them, but sometimes you can be a pessimist and begin to see why wouldn't this work. But even as you think of the impossibilities, think of the impossibilities with the perspective of possibilities. Don't think of impossibilities in a way that they become your block. Think of impossibilities in terms of how can I turn these impossibilities into possibilities. Okay? That's the way that when I, so when I say envision possibilities, I'm not saying that you are not realistic about the situation. I'm saying be realistic about the situation, but let your thinking be the kind of thinking that brings solutions and solves problems, but not the kind of thinking that causes problems or makes problems become an obstacle. As a leader, you must lead or you must live your life knowing that all things are possible. That if you want to, if you want to get something, you can get it. Where there is a will, there is a way. Because that is the only way you can be able to influence the people. You must believe that there is a possibility that there is this thing we want to do can be done your idea your thought pattern is the one your job as a leader is to determine where the possibilities are 
is to determine how do you overcome these obstacles. You know, I've been reading uh, some books uh, about, um, about, about politics and I see that when po po politicians are serious negotiators, when they come, uh, when they meet in parliament, the, the one thing that they do a lot is negotiation because they believe that everything is possible. So they go out to find ways of making these impossibilities, turning them into possibilities. And sometimes I wonder, I wish as leaders who are not in politics, but leaders in the Christian uh, circle, I wish we were that kind of people, that where we reason, where we think, where we have this visionary thinking that everything is possible. And I wish we can become tough negotiators uh, to, to negotiate for what we want, you know? So as a visionary leader and as a visionary thinker, you are, you are your main job is to envision possibilities. It is to anticipate the trends that are coming. And it is to articulate. This is a very critical word, articulate. You must know the plan. You must have a plan. And you must live in the plan. Okay? The number three thing that you need to have is a strategic mindset. A strategic mindset. You have to think and act strategically. So this is what I mean. Everything you do as a leader must be strategic. Every relationship you form must be strategic or needs to be strategic. Every decision you make is a strategic decision. And when you see, when you study these politicians in Kenya, Uganda, wherever, they are always making decisions strategically. They have self-interest first before they make any decisions. But they are strategic. Whatever it is that you do, whatever decisions you make, whatever offers you accept or reject must be strategic. So you must have this strategic mind and ask yourself, uh, uh, whenever you make decisions, am I making this decision strategically or is it simply out of uh, emotions? So you go back to what we are looked at. Uh, ability to analyze complex situations, okay? Identify patterns, especially if you're dealing with another leader. Begin to identify the patterns of something and understand the broader implications of decisions. So before you make decisions, before you say yes or before you say no, have this mindset, this strategic mindset. What are the broader implications of this decision that I am about to make? If you're about to take a bribe, what are the broader implications of this decision? If you're about to give a bribe, what are the broader implications of this decision? If you're about to close an organization, what is the broader implication of decisions? Don't just make decisions. If you're about to kill or, or disconnect from a relationship, what is the broader implication of such a decision? If you're almost, if you're in the process of creating a new relationship or a new business deal, what is the broader implication of that decision? In other words, having a strategic mindset is that ability to have or to see the bigger picture and the ability to translate that bigger picture into actionable strategy. Okay, you have the bigger picture. And that is what I began with, with number one when I said, you must be able to see the end before you start. 
That is a bigger picture, the end goal. This is the end goal. Then you apply now the visionary thinking. You're able to envision the possibilities of you being able to achieve that, uh, that goal, that end. And then you begin to now have the strategic mindset where you can see the bigger picture and then translate it into actions. What is my action plan? So even as I teach this, uh, I want you to start thinking about your own personal life. For a moment, stop thinking about the organization. Think about your own personal life and think about people who look up to you and ask yourself, what is the bigger picture? What is your action plan? Because it is one thing to do a class. It is one thing to do a training or, or such uh, an, an environment. It is one thing to attend something. But then it's another whole thing to implement or to become what you came to this class to become. And then it is also another thing. Five years down the road, will you still remember what you learned? Will you still have the fire burning in you? So you have to have that strategic mind and see the bigger picture. See the end goal and then begin to translate it into actions, into action plan. This is the plan I have. Once I'm done with this, this is what I'm going to do. So you must have these uh, actionable strategies on a daily basis. Every morning when you wake up and before you go to bed, you must have these action uh, strategies. Every day you must wake up and decide this is what I'm going to do today. This is what I have to achieve and then before you go to bed, you must have uh, that list to either tick and say, I have accomplished it or say, oh, I didn't accomplish this. Then number four, the critical thing, the characteristic number four that you must have is analytical and critical thinking. Analytical and critical thinking. Now, these are two concepts, but I put them into one because they feed into each other. Analysis is a lot of work. Critical thinking is also a lot of work. But critical thinking is not criticizing. It is where you think about things critically before you take any action. When you are a strategic leader, you as, an, as a person, you are expected to be skilled in gathering and analyzing relevant information. So the first thing is to gather. If you want to be an analytical and critical thinker, you must, be, uh, uh, you must know how to gather information, get information. And that is why we talk about projects. We talk about uh, research. Uh, I recommend so many books to you because you must develop the ability to gather information. Once you gather that information, you must assimilate that information. In other words, you must know that this information, you must swallow that information. But also this information must be relevant information. Not just some irrelevant things out there, you're teaching this, you're learning this, you're learning this. No, it must be relevant information, relevant to what you are doing at that moment or at that time, relevant to what you want to achieve at the end of the day, relevant in your strategy for life, it must be relevant to your goals, to your actionable strategies. You've got to gather relevant information. Okay? Never act and never take any action if you have not gathered information that is relevant to the situation that you're at. As a leader, there will be many cases that will be brought to you. People will come with gossip. People will come with rumors. And others will come with truth. 
the only way to decipher the differences between gossip, rumor, and truth is to gather relevant information. Gather as much information as you can about a particular case before you actually decide. Don't allow yourself to be moved by emotions. This also comes to when we talk about finance or investment. Never invest out of emotions. Never run too quickly because your friends are running there. Always have all the information you may need before you make that decision. Don't be pressured uh, into making these decisions because they tell you the deal, the deal is closing, the deadline is coming. Let it come, okay? But don't make uh, some drastic decisions just because. You've got to be an analytical and critical thinker who is not moved uh, simply by emotions. Okay, so for you to get this, uh, all this data, uh, sorry, all this information and, and this ability to gather, you've got to use data. There's a lot of data out there. You have, uh, you can use market insights. Uh, you can use assessments for yourself to make informed decision. So as a leader, you are expected to think critically. You're expected to weigh the alternatives and you're expected to consider potential risks and opportunities before you make a decision. Remember, I said, if you want to lead a, a big organization in this way, you must begin with yourself. You must begin by becoming this kind of a person so that then it is easier for you to lead this organization. Number five is decisiveness. Decisiveness. You have to be a decisive leader. Don't be a yumba yumba leader. You know those leaders who don't know whether they are going right, left, they're just there. Be decisive and follow all the all the plans that we are talking about. You know, gather information, do all this. So by the time you're making a decision, you are making a decision that is binding. Make a decision and, and be, don't be afraid to make tough choices. Okay, have the ability uh, to gather uh, input, to consider different perspectives. And I think we have repeated this over and over and over because one of the greatest challenges I have seen is that many leaders don't know how to accommodate multiple perspectives, especially if those other perspectives are opposed to your perspective. We have this uh, thing in Africa, I don't know about the world, uh, maybe in Europe too, but in Africa mostly, the top leader that is not ready to listen to other perspectives and so they will crush you they will threaten you they will push you they will shove you around you know they'll just do a lot of things to make you uh, either be afraid or bow or align to whatever they want but become a leader who accepts or entertains multiple perspectives the only growth the only way that you can uh, uh, you can bring growth to your organization or to your life is by listening to different people. So because as a strategic leader, uh, you are not afraid of taking calculated risks uh, and you are not afraid to make timely decisions, okay, to move, the, uh, to move your life forward, to move the organization, the country, the church forward. You are able to say, okay, I can work with different people. There's a friend of mine who is so interesting because he works with uh, you know he doesn't have an enemy he works with anyone and and i have seen people that i personally didn't like 
but they have brought to him serious wisdom. Um, they are not good people, but he listens to all of them and then uh, you know, learns and applies that. And now he is going higher and higher. And with that, having that ability to include multiple perspectives have brought him so much respect uh, you know, across the divide. And people are like, oh, this guy just is different than anyone else. Okay? So that helps. The next characteristic is emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. Now, we have covered this before, and, and as a leader, you have to understand your own emotions and those of others. And you have to allow uh, uh, you know, people uh, to navigate uh, interpersonal dynamics. You have to allow yourself to navigate. Now, this is a very difficult place to be, because sometimes there are people who will come to you with, uh, uh, you know, they'll come and criticize you. They will come and speak against you. Some of them will have no respect to you. But your emotional intelligence, uh, uh, what we call EQ, uh, must lead the way in this scenario. That you don't snap and you don't react and you don't become, uh, uh, you, you don't behave like them. But instead you begin, uh, you demonstrate empathy. Uh, you build trust and you communicate with them with authenticity and sensitivity. That is very key. Uh, this is something that many people have failed uh, to apply, especially in their leadership. Sometimes there will be high, uh, there will be emotionally charged meetings or emotionally charged uh, you know, relationships or environments. And in these kind of situations, this is where the, the emotional intelligence is seen. This is where the strategic leaders are seen. This is where the true leaders are seen. You know, and I can give you situations, uh, for example, of, of Nelson Mandela, when they were in prison and there was all these, uh, uh, you know, white, white uh, prison wardens trying to intimidate the entire, uh, man, you know, the, the, the entire prisoners. And Mandela remained calm and he had this calmness about him that even the soldiers, the prison wardens, first they feared him and then they respected him. So if you're able to maintain that calmness uh, in emotional intelligence, then this is the key characteristic as a strategic leader. Remember, you are doing this because you have a strategy. You are quiet strategically. You're not just quiet for the sake of it. You are practicing emotional intelligence strategically. You are talking with authenticity. Uh, you, are, you are sensitive. You are empathetic strategically. All this is about strategy. This is what you want to achieve. The next point is that you must be resilient as a strategic leader. Resilient. Uh, because times will be hard. You can handle uh, ambiguity of, of things. Be able to overcome obstacles and bounce back from setbacks. Now, resilience is very critical uh, for any leadership. Not just strategic leadership, but for any leadership. Have the ability to bounce back. And I know Tiger Woods, um, uh, and, and maybe you all know him. I, you know, I, he's, he's known, uh, the golfer. And he was caught in, in um, all these um, 
scandals but he bounced back and came back to the tiger that we knew and so as a leader there will be so many challenges that you guys will face so many challenges so many disappointments you will be betrayed by people you love you will be betrayed by people you thought uh, with you but you must be able to bounce back you will even lose money sometimes you will make decisions that are not right and you will realize that you have misled a whole group of people but you've got to be able to bounce back uh, from setbacks setbacks will be part of your life but you've got to learn how to bounce back from those setbacks embrace new ideas and encourage yourself uh, at all times there's a place in the bible where the army uh, of david the david's men wanted to stone him and he had no encouragement and he had no one to stand with him and the bible says that he encouraged himself in the lord there will be times in your life my friends you will have to encourage yourself you will have to rise to yourself you'll have to motivate yourself because everyone around you has abandoned you and everyone around you is paying for your blood you must rise back as a leader you cannot stay down even now if you're going through challenges in your leadership or in your own personal life you've got to be resilient you have to bounce back because there are so many people waiting for you sometimes you'll be tired of leading sometimes you'll be tired of people and so you will say let them lead themselves whatever it is is one thing i know in every journey of every leader there has come a point in their journey that they wanted to give up or to give in every leader talk to any leader any person who's been a leader there has been a time in their lives when they were willing to give up and some of them ha- there has been a time in their lives where they gave up and and put down the tools and decided to go back to their normal life and so leadership is not as a, you know just fun it's not something that you people should admire in in reality but then it is a call and it is something that that is needed in the world so encourage yourself at all times whenever you feel discouraged encourage yourself now let me give you the next point it is ethical and values driven another characteristic of a strategic leader is ethical and values driven we have covered this before you are a leader who prioritizes ethics and integrity in your decision making so as a leader you must demonstrate uh, a strong moral compass uh, in your leadership because people are not attracted to leaders who have no morals now this is so interesting because uh, whether you are in church or in the world or in the corporate or in politics people are not attracted to leaders who have no morals people want to see a leader behaving like a leader so because of these ethics and because you uh, of these values driven you must demonstrate or have a strong moral compass you must promote ethical behavior okay and align actions with organizational values so have the trust then the next point is continuous learning i know i had mentioned it uh in the in the other in the other course that we covered the other lesson continuous learning this is one thing that i keep repeating 
and I will not stop it because I desire that everyone in this class must become a student of leadership for the rest of your life. You learn leadership, love leadership, embrace leadership, study leadership, eat leadership. Whatever it is that you do, have this with you, leadership. Because everything in this life rises and falls on leadership. So you must keep going. Don't give up. Uh, don't give in. Embrace. Buy books on leadership. Write articles on leadership. Uh, talk to people about leadership. Because without it, without leadership, we are nothing. We are zero. Uh, there is a vacuum. And without leadership, when there is a vacuum, there is war. So let's become leaders. Let's continue to learn. Let's not be afraid of leading. Okay? Take up positions when they are offered. Take them up when they are not offered. Volunteer yourself. Take some of them. Uh, you know, push, push the agenda of leadership and become the leader who changes the world. When God wants to change the world, he first makes you a leader. If you look at the Bible, when God wanted to change his people, the first thing that he did was to make to, to get a leader, to turn someone into a leader. Then once this person became a leader, then God could now use this person. Everyone in the Bible who changed the nation or who impacted the nation was first made a leader. If you want to change organizations, if you want to change the nation, if you want to change society, you must first become a leader. So you have to have a thirst for knowledge thirsting for knowledge, desire knowledge, thirst for it, go for it, spend money to get this knowledge, spend time to get this knowledge, and then be committed to continuous learning. Stay updated about everything. Stay updated on your industry and the trends that are coming. Learn and desire to seek new insights, seek new ideas, Adapt your leadership approach based on the new information that you get. Today you're in this class, you get new information. Adapt your leadership approach to your church, to your organization based on this new information. Encourage a culture of learning and development to your children, to your team, to your organization. Wherever you are, encourage a culture of continuous learning, continuous learning, thirst for knowledge. Knowledge will set you apart from other people. Knowledge will give you the ability and the, and the authority that you need to actually, uh, for people to listen to you. Once people begin to notice that you're more knowledgeable than they are, that you know stuff that they don't know, they will begin to listen to you. And that is why you're in this class, so that you continue to thirst for knowledge. Don't feel as if you are now filled by, this, by the knowledge you're getting. Search for more. Go on. Study more. Get more books. Get more videos. Get, you know, get to learn and study everything that there is to study. All right? And then the last point uh, or the next point is long-term or, uh, orientation. The last key characteristic, uh, according to me, but there are so many others that you can go on and study, is long-term orientation. This means that as a leader, you have... You take a long-term perspective in your decision-making. You, you have this, uh, your mind is orientated to think long-term. Everything you do is something that will last. You are able to balance 
short-term results with sustainable long-term goals. So you, when you're making decisions, you have a long-term orientation, but then you're balancing with short-term results. Every, in other words, every short-term result is leading towards a long-term goal. Every short-term decision is leading towards a long-term goal. Okay, resist the temptation of short-sighted gains. Don't look at the short-sighted stuff and make choices that align with the dreams that you have or the vision that you have. Don't fall for uh, short-sightedness, but instead be able to see far. You know, when I say this, what I mean is people will come to you, especially when they hear that you have a big dream. They will come to you and they will tell you, oh, there's a shortcut here, or oh, there's something here, or oh, there's this here. No, don't fall for that. If, there's, if it's not tangible, if it's not something that you can take further than that or further into your future, then don't do it. Don't do it. All right? Just believe that you will be able to accomplish the vision and the goal and the dream that you have if you follow your path.